Hello. Hello. Are you there? I, uh, you're coming and going now. Is, is that you? Is it? No, I haven't. I haven't a load of credit. Now my credit might run out. Oh, Jesus, it is yourself. Hi, Lisa. <laughs> <laughs> what are we like? How are you? I'm good. How are you? Hi, Grant. We're still going. We're still going. Well, I introduce you and then you introduce me. I Just suppose. Little, little thing. I hardly know who I am myself, so I might as well <laughs> let you do it. <laughs> I know who you are. I know who Misha is. So Misha is Misha Fitzgibbon. Hello. She's 21. She is from just outside Carrick and Shannon in Roscommon. For my sins. I'm on the Roscommon side for sure, though. Yeah. Roscommon side for sure. Grant. <laughs> um, I, I had to I had to clarify. I can't diss Carrick and be in trouble. <laughs> Carrick is grand. If you're from Carrick, you know, but like it's it's grand. Lovely bit she, of scenery. She is. It, it, there is a lovely bit of scenery. Um, she is a drama and film student in Trinity. I am. My best mates. We met in youth theatre in 2016, 2017. Was it that long ago? God, Do you know me. what's funny about 2016? I, I was listening to a few podcasts from that year mm-hmm. and everyone, like every guest that came on was like, I honestly feel like the world is ending. Oh sure, so many people died that year. Yeah, absolutely. Like it was such a weird time. And now, but now look at was That was the year of Brexit and Trump. So of course yeah, you'd feel like the world was ending. And now we're stuck a pandemic. <laughs> <laughs> COVID-19 COVID-19 is right yeah shall we tell the listeners first about our little effort go for it so we're all surrounded by the horribleness of pandemic lately so we thought we would I don't know hop over it a bit (laughs) instead of instead of being broody we just thought broody's the wrong word instead of brooding on it we thought Mm. we would I don't know pretend it's a friend of ours we all know pandemic he's a devil (laughs) for walking around the town late at night (laughs) keeping us all apart (laughs) Yeah, he, he needs to remember to take off his makeup after a night out because he's looking hand ahead in him. This is very true. We need so, to we need to throw him some simple face wipes or something. A face mask, nonetheless. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, right, fire away there. Introduce me. Who are you? Who are you? Who this am is, I? This is the darling Molly Mew. <laughs> she has blonde hair, blue eyes. Oh, She's an absolute dope. She is an amazing actor, theatre maker, person, human being. And yeah, we met in youth theatres, right? And you did your lovely um, degree in the conservatory, the Dublin Conservatory. Is that the right way? Of- um, oh, God. God only knows what it's called. It has 10. so many names. Um, so it's DIT, which is now TU Dublin. Yes. And it's the Conservatory of Music and Drama, which I now believe, which I believe it's now called the Conservatoire. So whatever you want to call it, the Shed and Rath Mines in which I did a bit of acting. You can call it that. It's kind of like the film building in Trinity. It's just it's it's just a white wall. A shed. It is a shed. A shed with a password on the door. That's it. Like, I think it. I think it. Um, I think it captures the creative minds a bit more though when you put us in the shed. Yeah. When you put us in a leaky shed. That's it. Magical things happen. The leaky juices of our brains get get flowing, <laughs> and we. <laughs> that's how creativity happens. We're not. You can't be in a perfectly clean room. You have to be in somewhere really dodgy. <laughs> yeah. There's a prefab in the conservatoire in which that we we did a good bit of good bit of bits and um there's a hole in one of the walls oh and uh it's it's about level with with one's knee like an average height person's knee well we're both five foot three uh, so i don't know <laughs> i think i think this person might be five foot seven five foot okay. eight or something. Good five for foot them. eight person's knee mm. a hole in the wall anyways and one year our tutor said guess who put that hole in the wall and we were like who 
and I won't name him now but he was a fellow who graduated maybe two years before us because mm. they were doing an exercise in which you had to I don't know run around the room with your eyes closed something like uh, that yeah acting and he put his knee through the wall oh so lovely hole in the wall there now to remember him by <laughs> ah, the memories the lovely memories we have in the oh, in Trinner in Trinner somewhere like in the dance studio we have in Trinity <laughs> it's at the very top of the Beckett and it has loads of gorgeous windows but pigeons oh. always fly in if the windows are left open so you never know you could be happy <laughs> in the dance studio with a load of pigeons and I love it but everyone else is like why are there birds in the <laughs> dance studio adorable. like imagine doing your choreography piece with just a little pigeon pl- plucking around yeah I know that's so oh, nice no. I know, but then work sometimes they poop. Yeah, <laughs> make the art, improvise, gas. <laughs> we all just yeah. start acting like pigeons. Yeah. Oh God, it doesn't okay. feel that long ago. That was a lovely introduction, Misha. Thank you. You went above and beyond there. Well, aren't you only gorgeous person to introduce? No, 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 sorry. We're just going to be complimenting each other. Yeah, but I th- I was going to suggest to you as well to make another little effort in the podcast that any compliments that we give to each other, we have to accept. But I think, like, I don't want to be put in a box of rules. <laughs> I don't want to be put in a box. I agree, because I think it's just, something that... Just, just to rem- promote self-love and yes. self-acceptance and stuff like that. And our kind of vibe here is, I don't know, talking about things that... Catholic guilt is what I'm going to say. Yeah. <laughs> So we may yeah. as well. And you too, lovely listener. When you when you hear a compliment, say, wow, that compliment also applies to me. Even yeah, if it's something I very think... particular. Why not? Yeah. But just just the simple words, thank you. You know? No one no one would give you a compliment unless they wanted you to feel good. This is true. Unless they were a bit psycho. Anyways, shall we talk about <laughs> when we when we first met? I would love to. And you tell your version and I tell my version. Okay. It was a cold winter morning. No, it wasn't. I don't know when it was, what time of the year. Probably I spring. I think it was cold. It was cold. It was, it was Yeah, it was, no, it was no, the no, springtime. We did the play in April, so it must have been January or February. No, I was literally thrown in there a month before we started, like, or before we were going were on. Were you? <laughs> yeah, I was. I'm going to start at the start. Hold on. So I, I started off in Leitrim Youth Theatre, which is run by the same lady who runs Roscommon, called Catherine Sheridan, who is an absolute Woo! legend big up to Catherine we we owe you everything no it's fine you can never be too loud for <laughs> Catherine she's class so I did I was in the Leachman Theatre for three four years and we did a show there and then suddenly in she I was putting stuff in her car and Catherine is very it's a big responsibility to be allowed to put stuff in Catherine's car because oh, you have yeah. to be very careful with the keys like it's a big thing so I was putting <laughs> stuff in her car and she was following me out or something and she said what are you what are you doing for the next six weeks and I was in school I was in I would have been in TY TY or fifth year school and I said geez I don't know like the normal school stuff and she's like I'm spotting Ross Gammon will you come and do the show and obviously I was buzzing but um, I think somebody dropped out or something happened last minute so then I went over to the lovely people in Roscommon Youth Theatre where I met the love of my life, Molly Mew, <laughs> to do this other really fun show called If I Was in the GPO, We Would Have Won. And we would have won. I swear to God. <laughs> and we would have. <laughs> and we would have. Yeah. And that was it, really. I walked into the room absolutely shitting and walking into another. Like, youth theatre is such a welcoming and warm place, but it, like, it's scary if you're walking into a new youth theatre when you yeah. know everyone from your own one. And then there was like all these, you know, 30 kids, kids we're all grown-ups we're all grown-ups here but it's it's kind of people that are from 12 to 18 ish and 
yeah walking into that room was fun and then the reason you're asking me the moment we met because we have two very different stories but it's the same vibe so I remember being outside of the art center and I was wearing a 1975 t-shirt the music for cars EP t-shirt it's a black and white t-shirt it's it's I've had I think I got it in New York and little little name drop New York there we go that's no it was a Toronto somewhere far away from Roscommon when I toured the world (laughs) on my travels so I was wearing this t-shirt I got it in Hot Topic because I was obviously 16 when I was in America and thought that you know Hot Topic was the coolest shop ever because they just sell like like a merch merch yeah it's literally just merch of all the kind of heavy metal bands and it's class so I little emo meeting absolutely lapped that up (laughs) lapped it up we did so back I was wearing the t-shirt on this particular day and I don't know what I was doing I think I was chatting to somebody and all of a sudden out pops Molly Mew, sees my t-shirt and starts singing the 1975 out of a bush is right. I was singing the 1975 to me. And of course, I didn't know this person very well at all, but all I could do was sing back, couldn't leave the girl hanging. And that's how we were instantly best friends. And that was it. Like just, yeah, that was it. That's when I knew. I was like, if somebody can pull me out of my shell, because I'd be probably a bit more introverted than say the out of the two of us, even though we're both drama students. Um, yeah. I'm only I'm, I'm only kind I'm, of extroverted when I'm getting paid. <laughs> or when I'm actually, so I think funny. I think we're both ambiverts. Ooh, I don't know that um, word. Is that that sounds like a reptile? I'm here for it. <laughs> <laughs> um, it, I, so I took the test. Am I an introvert? I think it was like in the middle of the pandemic that I was just like, yeah. what is it? What am I? Introvert or extrovert? Um, and I'm an ambivert. I'm a bit of both, and I can sort of adapt to different situations I'm very good in life or death situations I just pull stuff out of the bag that I (laughs) I go to another place and I become I could like if I need to I could become a different person I don't know what it is Um, and it's a bit like a trip but like when someone asks me how did it go afterwards I'm just like I don't know Anyways, back to... Yes, <laughs> you were. You come from the bush singing 1975. Of course, all <laughs> so, I could do is sing back. And then I remember our darling friend... And you don't, even, you, don't, you don't even remember what song it was, do you? I don't remember. Do you, though? I don't remember the song. No. See, the way I remember is, um, I think either the night before or two nights before this day that I met you, yes. I was at the gig, the O2, or sorry, 3 Arena... <laughs> name drop name drop big place that isn't Ross Common. <laughs> the pint the the 1975 I think I went with a gaggle of girls from my school lovely and we were wedged into the standing area absolutely going mental having a great time Matthew Healy was absolutely pissed on stage we loved it he was Yummy. smoking a cigarette and drinking a bottle of wine he had the shirt open and we were going mad and I was telling Tomas all about it just outside you theater you know those hi, congregations Tomas. i said hi, i'd Tomas. say hi to him hi Tomas. <laughs> <laughs> love you do, do, do you remember those congregations yeah. outside the arts and oh that, that that word now is a bit dirty <laughs> it's um, not like that it's just it's just, the gaggle it's a bit is of a saucy like word now yeah gaggle is a better word to use where we just be all the young ones such, you theater kids are such a mad bunch though because you get some like gap players you get some i don't know people like maybe me us you know the yeah. quiet 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 girls and then you get like it's such a mix of people and that's what I love yeah. like I saw really you know, really intelligent people as well yeah absolutely like mm. I would say even sometimes more academically minded people that wouldn't get into art yeah before you theater and then they just kind of get into it and that's it like it's such a haven it's so yeah I was telling I think I was wearing yes 
uh, I was wearing my merch t-shirt now it yes. wasn't anything fancy like hot topic it was one of those t-shirts <laughs> that you know outside the point they're like two t-shirts for dinner you know they were they weren't even from the merch stand just from one of the lads outside picked it up maybe five or ten or miles too big for me bargain uh, I think I was wearing it for like a pair of leggings or something like that we'd love to see it and, <laughs> and Tom was all like oh I was a gig and I was like oh god it's great talking about it and I think I was showing him a video or something. And I think then you came up to me being like, do you like the 1975? And I was like, yeah, I absolutely love them. Were you at the gig? Were you at the gig? I wasn't, no. I've never seen them live. That's, that's how I remember our first encounter anyways. You seeing my t-shirt coming over saying, do you like them? And do you I remember saying, any singing? Was no. this all, is this prosthetic <laughs> memories? This is all in my head. <laughs> I wouldn't no. be surprised. Maybe, maybe Tomas would remember. I was actually, we need to call saying. in a witness. Yeah. Yeah, that's so strange. Might. We can maybe get in touch with Mark, Mark O'Connor. He's yeah, he's a, he's a reliable source, absolutely. Uh, well, we we gotta get the cast back together, man. We gotta, get, gotta get the gang back together. So yes. we've gathered you here today to remind me and Misha of how we know. <laughs> you can't agree. <laughs> but we both know the 1975 are involved. Yeah, yeah, they're two very different stories, though. Well, I'm very. I don't know if I would have approached you because I was shy back then. I don't know if I would have said you like the 1975. Oh my goodness, maybe I would have. Do you know what? Yeah, I, I see what you mean. Um, do you, maybe I'm thinking about, oh, do you know what? We won't figure this out. Today. I remember how I met Tomas very clearly. We, the Leitrim Youth Theatre kids, were sharing a bus with the Roscommon Youth Theatre kids to go up and see. That sounds so fun. <laughs> I know, <laughs> the rivalry. To go and see, was it Salt Mountain? Or it was in the project. And one of the Leitrim Youth Theatre kids was doing National Youth Theatre. So we were all going up to see him. And I remember Tomas chatting hmm. to me. And we just, I don't know, we just clicked and we were chatting. I was like, this lad is great. And then forgot about each other, never saw each other again until probably a year later when I strolled into Roscommon Youth Theatre. He's like, you're your one from the bus. And I was like, yeah! <laughs> <laughs> you're the one from the bus. And I was like, yeah, I was. And that was it. Yeah. Some of my best memories are from being on a bus with the youth theatre. Yeah. And we could have been going anywhere we could have been going to fucking Dublin we could have been going to Casey's and Roscommon which is two minutes <laughs> and do you remember do you remember the man who drove the bus was his name Kevin or something like that I just remember mm. him being, being so nice and everyone just loved Kevin and he was a lifesaver and there was yeah we would like be singing songs having a crack it was just great times absolutely, absolutely great times yeah do you remember when we all went to Dublin to the, to the yeah Beckett? to the Beckett and that's how I ended that up was an like, adventure that was such an adventure. absolute adventure that weekend changed my life though because I we did that show in the Beckett which is the theatre in Trinity yeah and then I was like oh my god I want to go to college here this is class and then we did the show that night as part of the festival and then one of my first days when I went into Trinity we had acting and I walked into the room minding my own business again shitting it walking into a new room of actors that I didn't know and one of the lecturers stopped me and she goes you're that girl that fell off the bike and I was like <gasps> and she's like you was in GPO for two months I had to fall off a bike every single night and she was like I remember you you're that actress that fell off the bike and nearly died how did you do that and I was like I just fell off the bike like and that was you <laughs> absolute parkour bitch. there is my look at you look at me famous day one of college like sexy <laughs> well people people remember those things I oh yeah remember, absolutely I, I had a zoom recently with an agent and mm. I was they were, they were like oh how'd you get into acting and I was like telling them all about youth theater and I brought up like our GPO in the Samuel Beckett mm. and he goes I remember that 
Now he didn't remember me. He didn't remember any of us. He didn't remember like yeah, the context. Yeah. He was just like, I just remember it being a really, really big, ambitious production and it just being a lot going on. But we had was, a lot of hyper in that show. Like we really did. Oh, stop. And I think because of the age we were as well, like 16, 17. It's such a big stage. Like even I've been like, on it now. Like, oh, like the, the, the whole thing about the play was running away from home, being a yeah. rebel, doing something bigger than yourself making sacrifices all these kind of things it was so punk it was so punk I should have worn I was wearing all my hot topic t-shirts to rehearsal (laughs) absolutely I think I think two years after that I actually went to the states and I went I strolled into a hot topic and I got a 1975 t-shirt but it was for their their newer album I like it when you sleep yeah Uh, so it was all pink and white love that yeah what a vibe and what did I do only make it into a crop top you're going to say a tie-dye and confuse all the colours <laughs> but a crop top would you not cut off the logo then or did you um no because it was a baggy big kind of men's fitted one and I didn't make it into like a really really crop 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 top top crop 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 top crop top, <laughs> top, 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 top. yeah which <laughs> I, I kind of made it into like a semi-demi crop top yeah absolutely I've been I've been really enjoying that word demi these days I've, I'm reading I'm reading Little Women because I'm so cultured. You are. And there's a bit where Timothy Chalamet goes. Um, <laughs> he's in the book. <laughs> he is. Yeah, he's a great character. He is in my dreams. <laughs> he goes, um, someone says, like, what will we name him? And or the ch- so what will we name the child? And I think he goes, oh, name him Jemmy or Demi John Brooke because the father of the child is John Brooke. And I just really like that. Doesn't it mean half or something? Demi. Yeah, yeah. Demi's half. Like a hemi demi yeah. semi quaver is one of the it's like a sixteenth of a a note or it's no it's a thirty yeah. one over thirty two of a note and it just we did that in music theory in school and I couldn't just stop saying hemi demi semi quaver it didn't come yeah. up with even our paper but I was ready if it did I wanted to do my whole paper just made out of tiny little notes but I couldn't it would take so yeah. much time. Isn't mental how just the leave insert didn't happen this year? Yeah, absolutely. It's just like just the whole situation okay we're, we're talking about the pandemic now the devil who <laughs> who who who, who? Yeah. sending uh, love to leaving sir people this year yeah absolutely yeah, absolutely Matt's loop, that's great now we'll pause for the angelus <laughs> <laughs> um will we get into our questions i suppose i would love to do that absolutely i have a question for you was there a moment that you knew you wanted to get into acting or theater um not to bring it back to GPO, but, but we're going there to. was, <clears throat> I think it was the tech rehearsal. Um, I was torn between primary school teaching and acting. <laughs> I remember that. You were like, oh, primary school teacher. I was like, this girl has to be an actress. I'm sorry. I, really enjoyed, a teacher, I really enjoyed my primary school teaching work experience. I love children. I think they're class. Um, I know teaching them is a whole different ballgame, just in case there's any teachers listening and they're like, it's not as great as you think. <laughs> I know it's very hard work um but yeah do you remember I probably shouldn't say his name but do you remember that light slash sound tech that we had in Roscommon yeah yeah how will I ever forget I think I think when you're acting you know the tech people that are absolutely class and you remember the ones that aren't so much when I turn on the light you walk (laughs) when I turn off you Stay there, stay, stay stop. in the light. Don't look into the light. Oh my big, but, and you'd never see him. You'd only hear him. <laughs> but when you did, you'd be fucking shit out. And if you missed the light, like we'd have tape on the floor because we we're only young ones. We yeah. didn't know where to stand. 
<laughs> didn't know how to stand out there but like oh my god if you miss your mark by half an inch oh my god <laughs> look, look where you're standing are you in the light no you're not can I see you I cannot <laughs> <laughs> but, oh god there was a, a very small moment where he was walking past me in the wings and he goes would you ever consider going to the Abbey School of Acting and I was like, that's a well, serious compliment from him at the place and he goes yeah no you, you're good now but train yourself up now and, and you'll be flying it <laughs> <laughs> the only one that can stand um, there mark is molly <laughs> and i think that's what made me made me realize yeah i'm gonna give this a go <laughs> no absolutely and you're dead right yeah you know. and i think i was talking to my brother then and he was like you know this fella he's he's seen a lot of actors like um so it, it made my heart glow the 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 grumpy old man giving me a bit of positivity in my day it was good I probably um, meant so more yeah, that it came from him I would like to maybe, say because we were all itching for a compliment from him like because like you know people are like oh you're very good you're so talented yeah you know people throw that shit around but when it comes from someone as serious as this guy yeah it's like okay all right okay I'll keep that in mind what's the last film that made you cry so I have three answers because <laughs> there's always a thing in film it's like what's your favorite film there's a film that you know in your heart is your favorite film and then there's the film you say so you look like you're serious about film oh, so the last film that same. I think made me cry I should say in the mood for love by Wong Kar Wai because that's a really oh, hearty wow. just a gorgeous film it's really yeah. really gorgeous I cried my eyes out it's just a really nice film but the, then the, the actual film that the last film that made me cry was probably the Disney animation Coco or the Pixar, I don't know if it's Pixar or Disney. One of my friends, Connor, in college sent it to me and he's like, you're going to love this. And I cried. I cried so much that I was, I watched oh. it in bed and I had to go downstairs and sleep on the couch with my dog. It's a cartoon film. I don't know what was oh. wrong with me. They're always the ones that get you. They're the ones that get you. That's the thing. And I've seen some really arty films and like really beautiful stuff. And like, I wouldn't cry. Yeah. But then seeing this animation with a gorgeous dog and family themes. And I was like, I'm in my bits. Mm. And then finally, the other film that's made me cry recently is a lovely tech person called Owen Clark, who is a trainer's head as well. One of the best tech people I've ever come across. He made a film about players. And like, obviously we can't, thanks to pandemic, we can't go to college right now. We can't be in players, which is just a nice chill spot. And he made a film about all the nice rooms and players and just, oh, I, t- I totally cried because it's it's home. Like, it's like the youth theatre away from youth theatre. It's just a nice, cosy room. I'm feeling teary now that you're saying that. No, no tears in the podcast, no crying on the podcast. Well, that's, that's interesting. <laughs> that's interesting what you say. Like there's when, you know, someone asks what your favorite film is, you feel like there's a film that you should say. And yeah. then there's a film that actually is your favorite. I feel the exact same sometimes. And do you think that like being maybe like in a course where you're studying drama, you're studying film and everyone's mad about, you know, throwing in their opinions and everything's mad about intellect and technique and all these big things that sometimes like it just feels a bit like yeah that's great that's beautiful that's impressive but I just want to watch Shrek sometimes yeah Monsters Inc absolutely no I totally feel that and I think it was like kind of I don't know guilt is the wrong word but like if I'm supposed to be focusing on like say I don't know German cinema I should be binging German cinema to write about it (laughs) or something what's German cinema like (laughs) oh it's a time it's an absolute time (laughs) I don't know like any of the like still like French New Wave and all that kind of stuff I feel like I should be like looking at that and that's really arty, really impressive stuff, like mm. groundbreaking for its time. But then sometimes I just want to throw on Ferris Bueller and not have to think for two hours, yeah, you know, <laughs> like yeah. there's a bit yeah, of that. 
I suppose like unless it's like really trying to ask like really hard questions and really trying to achieve something absolutely mad films are made to make you feel something and no, films are made yeah. to like make you cry and want to sleep on the couch with your dog you know they're made to prod at your inner cupboards absolutely that's the thing so about writing cool. films as well like you're trying to figure out yeah. mm, what, what do I what do I want you to feel here this <laughs> line's gonna hurt your feelings enjoy like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's brilliant but I suppose like oh I've lost my train of thought there choo-choo um, choo-choo there it goes <laughs> move on to the next question right yes. your turn is there an album song artist that changed your life oh Misha I thought about this question for all eight hours of my working day yesterday all eight hours it was just niggling at my brain I found this one really hard and um, so what was it artist film album album song artist any any person album song any it could be any sound, maybe the sound of doorbell changed your life. I don't know, any, yeah. any, anything. <laughs> anything, anything. Okay, well, I started, I'm not really an album-y person. That's okay. I think I am an awful product of this internet age in that it, it, it takes a lot of effort for me to enjoy a slow burn. It takes a lot okay. of effort for me to enjoy a really long series. Um, you know, when things are coming at me fast and flashy all the time, that's kind of what I'm used to consuming. So I hit them with to... the old razzle dazzle, as we'd say. Sure, <laughs> um, so when it comes to albums, I have to confess that there aren't many that I've sat down and listened to in full, except for yeah. one. And it just is one. The, it's just just one now, just one kept popping into my head. And like that, mm-hmm. I kept thinking that is the one that's probably changed me most as a person. But more interesting and I thought no I'm gonna be no like, no go with your go absolutely fucking fail. are you going to reveal um, it please I'm, oh, yeah. I'm just I'm dying to know <laughs> <laughs> it's the the first album by Wyvern Lingo their first album I don't know these people do tell Wyvern Lingo they're three amazing women from Bray unreal and they have been mates since they were tots and they've got together now and made a band. And it's just the three of them, kind of like Heim, but a lot more Bray, a lot more hippie-ish, a lot more experimental, a lot more cool, and a lot more fucking heartbreaking. I love Heim, but these women have just women have just done something to my soul. They're able to take it out, wring it dry, put it back in, and grow flowers out of it. And you thank them for it. And you say thank you very much. And when you say like change your life, I don't think anything, any one piece of art, as great as it may be, can change your life like overnight. But I definitely think it can like point you in different directions, change your mindset about things. And when I think back to when this album was released, when I was like 18 or 19, or maybe I was 17, I don't know. I started dressing differently. I started listening to different music. I started singing differently I started singing like these women who have amazing voices I started trying to sing like them mm-hmm. um and I think like their album came out around the time of repeal as well okay before before the um, referendum and I remember a photo coming out of the three of them in repeal t-shirts and they're also really really passionate about the environment um refugees um, all these things, the three of them are all do things in their own time to like help these causes. And it just opened my following them on Instagram, especially it just opened my mind to all these things. Um, I think a couple of them are vegan. Um, and yeah, they just really influenced me in that regard. But they're also really, really nice. In What's that... not to love about these ladies? Unreal. I know. 
like a couple of times like I've asked them questions on Instagram about their music and about mm. their creative process and they've always answered they've always and anytime I've tweeted them being like oh I love this new song I love this new album they'd like it they'd retweet it like they're not those people who are a level above you because they yeah, get yeah. a bit of exposure because of their music it's so fucking wonderful I love and, that yeah and they sing they sing their lyrics are very poetic they'd sing about things that I can relate to it's not all about romance it can be about family issues and mm-hmm. poverty it can be about anything and everything and it's just really really inspired me and I suppose that's the album that's changed my life plus three women independently doing something that Class. traditionally a lot of men would have done and traditionally they would have relied on a man to get their music heard or get it out there get their gigs on but no, and I've listened to podcasts with the three of them before and they've always been very passionate about being independent and it just being the three of them doing this. And yeah, that's I love that. About I, lo- I love that. I will definitely get into them. They sound real cool. Oh, do. I'll link you a couple of songs now after this. Um, right, my turn. Talk to me about the significance of animals in your life. Oh, you're going to have me in bits. Okay. That's okay. That's I am. Right. Um, I am most, I've, I'm sitting in the window right now with all my plants. I think I've had like 18 plants beside me. And I am a crazy plant lady and a crazy animal lady. So we have always had dogs, always had really big dogs and rescue horses. So I'm going to start with my horses because if I talk about the dogs first, I will cry. So horses, I have two lovely rescue horses. We've had Dream. Her name wasn't actually Dream. There was a collective of was it five horses maybe named after the Spice Girls and we got Posh Spice and Scary Spice and Posh Spice was the nicest horse I've ever had but she passed away after a few years Aww. so Dream is Scary Spice but you like you couldn't call it horse scary so now her name is Dream so she's been <laughs> chilling away for easily about 15 or 16 years and she's such a sweetheart and then we have Banya who's also a rescue Dream's the next racehorse um, Banya I think she was a show jumper because she's a div for jumping the fences into the neighbour's garden ah. so we don't know what she is but I think she's a show jumper she loves leffin she does she, she's leffin all over the place she's really funny yeah so that's the two that's the two queens outside we've had loads and loads of horses over the year but that's the two I have right now and then my darling dog Darcy who I had for 12 years passed away last month which was absolutely mm. heartbreaking so we're like literally the best friend you could ever have in the whole world she's absolute yeah. bomb.com and then, so that was all heartbreaking, but our house doesn't function without dogs. It just doesn't, yeah. like we were all sitting around for a week not knowing, we we're like, where's the dog? What do we do? So then we took a five hour drive down to Tralee when the restrictions allowed it. We didn't, we didn't do this in a bad time, but it was a time when You're criminals. it was okay. No criminals. No, we did it when it was all, it was all fine. I promise. Uh, we collected two Doberman puppies. They are called Cooper and Kobe. They are brothers and they are absolutely fucking mad. <laughs> but they're really lovely. Yeah. Brothers. <laughs> they're just about, they're three months old, three months and a bit. They're really clever. We've always had Wymaneers. They're German hunting dogs. They're kind of, they're lovely, like silvery, gorgeous dogs. So Dobermans yeah. are very different. Well, they're the same kind of size, the same kind of bloodline and family and stuff, but they're just, they're just daft. Yeah, they? they're just so daft what one of them um oh they'd be chewing out their devils they'd be taking my socks and my knickers and just gone into the garden with them and I'm like lads I don't need my knickers going down the road <laughs> lovies to bits <laughs> oh they're so funny or they'd be like oh. climbing up on the windowsills I just oh they're so funny they don't like water so we brought them to the beach and they they were like what is this new big exciting water thing up in front of me and they ran towards the sea and then they were like nope not happening absolutely not and puddles okay. puddles if there's a puddle on the walk they will both stop until you lift them around the puddle they will not walk around <laughs> themselves they will stop and say i'm going to stay here until i figure this out when they don't so that's the boys that's so sweet i can't imagine how precious it must be to just be raising a puppy 
from scratch and seeing them and two of them two of them oh lord (laughs) (laughs) yeah they're they're funny I suppose in a way that's that's it's a nice thing that you're working from home this time because you look after them and keep an eye on them that must be really nice nice distraction as well it is but then you see it's I love them to bits but when I'm trying to do my thesis or something and they're downstairs and they're barking and they're like pay attention to me and it's like all I want to do is spend the day with them like I just want like they could be sleeping and I'll just want to look at them I won't do anything I'll just sit looking at them for an hour so yeah, yeah they're gorgeous though they're absolutely gorgeous and do you do you ride the horses uh no we don't we had one or two that you could ride if you wanted to but because Dream's an ex-cruelty case, so she had a really tough time. Like, say, the first few mm. years we had her, she wouldn't even come over to us. And now she's, like, fairly chill. Like, she'd yeah. be happy to come over and have a chat. So, yeah, no. But, like, there's no... We're happy. We're more of a retirement home for horses, I guess, because okay. we just let them chill out and eat grass all day. So that's fine. Lovely. Like, you know, like we have the space. Uh, my mom and dad know loads about horses and always love horses. So we were really? just lucky to be raised with that. Yeah, they worked my... Gonna, name drop again in New York <laughs> my uncle has a big <laughs> a big horse farm up in Armenia and um, which oh, is about, cool. probably about a two-hour drive from New York City New York City baby so he has loads of racehorses there and then my mom Amazing. and dad worked there for years and years and years and then they came over here and, did they work yeah. there like before or after they like were together uh, oh no no they met in they, they're both chefs they met in culinary school I'll tell that story in a second didn't think my oh. parents would be coming up here we are the horses were a few years later with my dad's uncle and he has about okay. 40 horses. They were all working over there and wearing the horses that my parents met in. They're both chefs in culinary school and they were both doing scones. So my mom birthed them. <laughs> <laughs> They're both making scones for this exam and they both had an exam on a certain day. My mom burnt the bollocks out of her scones. She doesn't like to admit it, but she did. So dad made extra scones and he just kind of slid them across my mom and said, here, have them oh. for your exam. You'll be grand. So that's that was or was a hot cross buns. It's a contested thing if it was scones or hot cross buns in the house. I, I like that it's well, that's that how was they scones met. though. Yeah, I kind of like it. So simple. Yeah, yeah. No, but <laughs> that that was it. Like, but I wouldn't mind because my mommy is like an amazing pastry chef. So is my dad. Um, dad has a bakery and a cafe and the mom is a chef and then she's a nutritional therapist so it's just a big food house with loads of animals is the easiest way wow. I can describe where I live Tis mad can we talk about tiny for a moment would that be okay yeah t- no of course yeah tiny's great um she's coming towards the end the end of her days lads and I like to think that I'm fine with it and like especially because yeah. I'm at home now I'm like I'll be here for when she passes but I know that there'll be a huge gaping hole in the oh, absolutely, yeah. goes. Um, she's fine. She has her she has her good days and her bad days, and she she still loves to lep around when it's feeding time. She, she just has she has a body clock, and as soon as it hits four or five o'clock, she just yeah. starts lepping. They and know. She makes these, they know. She makes <laughs> these weird noises. She's kind of like <laughs> she doesn't bark. She doesn't do any of that crack. Um, when we let her out, she does laps of the gaff, laps and laps. Good. And laps. Um, she's a bit confused a lot of the time. She doesn't know where she is. Um, but I have some amazing memories of her being not being young. Like we got her when I was four. Okay. So Jeez, I'm 21 been, now. She's been going a long time. She really she's has. Like going. she is impressively old. Um, and I have memories of her like around middle age, maybe a bit older than the middle of her life mm-hmm. where she just, you know, when they do the zooms, I love a good zoomy and they're like a tornado and they yes. just don't stop. And I have a video of her down by the turlock. Um, for anyone who doesn't know what a turlock is, it's a, it's a lake that disappears 
in this cool. one. <laughs> cool. <laughs> so I won down, the, down the road from my calf. <laughs> Honestly, I won down the road from my calf and I'd go down there for walkies. She'd come with me and she was just doing Zooms, doing Zooms. And I have a video of her and she stopped mid-Zoom. And you know when they do the crouch? Yeah. Like a little sheepdog about to round up the sheep. She just did a little crouch, looked up at me, smiled because she's such a smiley little dog and kept going on her zoom <laughs> she's like look at me <laughs> yeah oh she's an absolute dope now i love her and i like to think that i'll be okay when she passes but i mightn't be i don't know we'll see it's totally allowed to not be okay but, when that happens you know yeah and i think as well like it's like we had luna a few years ago and unfortunately she died quite suddenly yeah um which was shit but we've had tiny for like the whole stretch of her life mm-hmm. so I think I think that's the way to do it if you can you know have them the whole stretch of their lives dogs and animals are so amazing man I wouldn't be the person I am today without them my cat oh my god I fucking love my cat my cat has such a big personality please tell me about your cat oh her name's Stevie she's a black cat sleek black big green eyes gorgeous she's a genius I think she's learning how to communicate with me um I believe you when when she needs to go out to do her business she strolls into my room she looks at me she looks at the window. She looks back at me and she goes, meow. Like, let me out. <laughs> exactly. Stop lying around. <laughs> Get over here. She, she looks at the window, looks back at me, looks back at the window and then meows. Like, that's genius. It is. That is really, that's Love very it. impressive. I'm trying to train yeah. the boys to wait at the door when they go to go outside for a pee, like sit at the front door. Yeah. It only works okay. sometimes. Oh, they'll, they'll learn yeah. don't worry they'll learn they they're will. devils because they when they get really excited like when my dad comes home they're really excited to see dad they're so excited they start peeing yeah they'll pee and i'm just like boys like they're big puppies so it's just like please <laughs> it's like dad wait outside say hello to them outside i want to know your style inspirations how are you so cool is my <gasps> question but i want my to talk about the style i want to talk about the style okay so I'm not gonna lie um going to college I got really into vintage clothes class just because like oh my god Tola vintage nine crows what are these things 50 euro for a t-shirt yeah <laughs> and a lot of my mates are wearing vintage clothes and I thought this is cool this is what I want to wear now it was really expensive I was like fuck there's only so much I can there's only so much vintage clothes I can afford yeah absolutely. so you know there was still a bit of boohoo and misguided in in my wardrobe grand um how, how else did I, I suppose, like, I dressed like Wyvern Ningle for a while. That's um, all right. <laughs> Everyone has that face. <laughs> um, I suppose I was very much influenced by my friends and what they wore. I have a friend called Sienna. She's probably listening. Hey, Fee. Hey. Um, she is very, very trendy, but in a, in a, in a, not like in a, in a mainstream, oh, I can't believe it. Not in a mainstream But she's very into vintage trends. Very, she's doing her like, own you thing. Know how, you know how 90s and kind of like early 2000s styles are trending now? Yep. She was on the ball with that maybe like six months ago. Class. Oh, I love those people that did it first. Yeah. And then they're like, I did it first. But I'm like, I oh, know, I believe this. I've seen pictures of this girl. She's so stylish. I'm like, wow. Yeah. Oh, stop. So I suppose I'd be influenced by her a little bit. But then my, my influence now is kind of like the Depop Explore page because Depop. Class. They, they like pick out things that, you know, people put up for sale that are particularly unusual mm-hmm. and they'll, they'll find those and put them on their what we love page. And that's kind of like my new Instagram. I'll scroll through that for fucking hours <laughs> and dream about owning these clothes. 
Um, like this week, I bought a Victorian blouse. Unreal. Like, like genuine Victorian or just Victorian style? Probably not genuinely Victorian. You got my hopes up. <laughs> <laughs> it's got like a frilly little collar. Cute. It's got like lace around the shoulders. It's got big puffy sleeves. And I bought a fucking sweater vest. I bought a crop to go together yeah to put the sweater vest over and I think it'll look nice with the dungarees as well yeah we're both wearing dungarees today for the record but we're like opposites it's cute yeah yeah she's wearing black dungarees I'm wearing navy dungarees she's wearing a white and black polka dot shirt I'm wearing like a grey and yellow if summer and winter collided this would be their date night (laughs) (laughs) I feel that in my soul so how does it feel to have Christmas in your life all the time? <laughs> oh God, no. Christmas is not my jam, but that's okay. <laughs> yeah, I'm not crazy about it either. It's, it can be so sad. It's kind of it's kind of forced happiness. That sounds terrible, but it's kind of, yeah. there's such an expectation for everything. They're absolutely perfect. And yeah. mom always asks me every year, you know, watch over for Christmas. And every year I say, I want Darcy, my darling dog with a big red bow. Yeah. And that's always what I, because I got Darcy a little Christmas bow tie. So she'd have that every yeah. year. And no matter what else I got, even if I'd be lucky to get something else, yeah. No, I have my gorgeous dog and that's all fine. So then I'm going to get two red bows for the darling boys or maybe some antlers. They look really cute as little reindeers or some, I don't know. <laughs> I, can't, I can't wait to see that picture. Well, hopefully by then pandemic will let me come see you. And Absolutely. Bring you some, bring your mom and dad some scones. And we, can, we can have some mulled wine or cinnamon cappuccinos or something like that. It'd be lovely. See, I, I like those things. I like cinnamon. I like mulled yep. wine. I like... I like. I like the time of the year but I think the day is always quite it's not yeah, difficult it's, but there's a lot of pressure on the much, day mm, there's, there's months going like we're waiting for this day and when that day comes yeah. it's like oh it's today that's it yeah I've had very unconventional Christmases the last couple of years just because like not all the boys would come home Ruan yeah. has my brother Ruan has recently gotten into the habit of going doing gigs on Christmas day in Europe why not <laughs> yeah and they pay really well and he has a great time going around all the German markets and stuff so he's doing that um you know one of them might be working blah 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 mom's a nurse she's working a lot as well mm-hmm. so it's just a regular Sunday you know it, yeah. it might be a Sunday but it would feel like a Sunday they'd yeah, be cartoons they'd be like oh look I got you this link set cool thanks class Amazing. love it there has to be a link set for it to be Christmas <laughs> even if it's like for me I'm yeah. like yeah class thanks so much year made I think the last Christmas we we've, we've had uh, another brother Jordan loves cooking Cool. And I think I think he just took control of the Christmas dinner and it was just fucking brilliant. <laughs> I love that. Good for <laughs> him. That's great. so real. Oh yeah, he's mad for cooking now, which is great. It's great for me and mum anyways. Put the fees up. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> Put the fees up. Yeah. Oh, you're um, right. How do we get on to Christmas? It's Halloween. Can I tell you something cool about Halloween? You can tell me anything anytime. Did you know that Samhain mm-hmm. started just down the road for me? away with that behind the turlock is turlock is the word (laughs) (laughs) unfortunately not the turlock Uh, another natural phenomenon though near me called what was it called okay it's got its traditional name which is owenagat it's o-w-e-y-n-a-g-a-t or the translation for that is cave of cats and it's in rathcrochen or Crookeny, as it was called back in the day, which was the capital of Connacht back in the day when Queen Maeve ruled and all that. Throwback. Just just down the roads from me, lad, in, in Tulsk. Class. And it's the gates of hell, basically. So on Samhain. Home sweet home. <laughs> <laughs> For me. Samhain, the, the night of Halloween, 
all the demons and ghouls would come out of this cave and a lot of the dead would come back to life as well. And there's this legend that Queen Maeve's fella, Alil, said to all, <laughs> the, so- <laughs> said to all the soldiers um, having the feast, if any of you can put a willow branch around the ankle of one of the dead lads in the cellar that we hang- hung yesterday, mm-hmm. hanged yesterday, um, you can get whatever you want, gold and golden swords, whatever, I'll give you a gift. And a lot of them were like, nah, too dodgy, it's Halloween, they'll come back to dead, come back to life. No, thanks. And then there was, yeah, there was one brave fella called Nira who was like, nah, I'll give it a go. I'll, I'll just put on a load of strong armor, like, and I'll be grand. So um, Aliel said, right, I'll give you a gold sword if you go and do that. So he, off he went anyways. And um, he went down to the cellar where they were hanging. And there's loads of different versions of this legend. One version is that his armor fell off three times on his way there. And he had to stop three times and put his Uh-oh. armor back on. <laughs> Would you not think, like... <laughs> And another legend says it took him three times to fucking put the branch around the ankle. It's always things in threes. Yes, yes, that's it. And your man came to life anyways and goes, just nail it on. Just get a nail and nail on the branch. He says, sounds as well. And he nailed it on. <laughs> if you say goes, so. And he goes, good man, you did it. Uh, will you go and get me a sup of water? This is the corpse talking now. And Nira goes, grand. Three houses that he went to for water. Mm-hmm. One went up in flames, second flooded with water, and the third, he got the water. Okay. And he went in with the corpse to the house to get him water, and the corpse spat out the water on everyone in the house, and they died. <laughs> oh! So that's kind of trick-or-treating. You go into houses for a treat. A spitting or... water on people. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That'll pass um... around the cupboard. <laughs> Oh, listen, no, Don't no, spit on people. no consideration back then. An awful lot of congregation as well. Absolutely. And they went back to the hall anyways for Nier to get his uh, sword. And mm-hmm. I think everyone was decapitated. And then it gets a bit muddy then. It gets awful complicated. That's where it gets muddy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and Aleel and Maeve have to flee. And there's a war. And some psychic lady is like, we have to destroy this hill. But essentially, this all happened down the road for me. And it's that little, there's a little cave called the Cave of Cats where all the ghouls come out at Halloween. So you can find me there. I, I really want to go my, there. I think it's within my 5K. So y'all will find me there on Halloween, having a chat with the cats. You know me, I love cats. See what's and up. I want to I see about the, there's red birds that come out as well. And there's a three-headed monster. So I'm going to maybe maybe interview for them for the yeah. podcast. Let me know Legal how they research. are. Yeah, really <laughs> Listen, lads, have a little oh. podcast. I want to get you guys on. They're like, what's a podcast? Maybe, <laughs> maybe girls know what podcasts are. All I know is evil. <laughs> <laughs> Class. Oh, I love that. Tell me about your favourite theatrical production that you've been involved in. GPO. No. <laughs> no, it actually, the most fun I've ever had on a show is definitely GPO. Really? Yes. I'm trying to, because the work I've been doing, like the last two or three shows I've been doing, I've all been kind of like, dealing with like sexual assault so they're really mm. like it's really important work but it's just tough shows to get through like they're just like you'd be doing them for a week or two weeks and like obviously rehearsals for a good few months beforehand and it's just like yeah. it takes it out of you it really does take it out of you do you have any processes or rituals in which that you, you can like take yourself out of those dark topics after a day of rehearsal or yes but they don't always work I think because mm like the ones I've been doing like the last one was a one woman show and it was an hour so it's like an hour monologue which takes and you were said one woman 
yes, I was said one woman who was playing <laughs> six different people in an hour and had to keep oh. switching back and forth. So it was, oh, it was, it was intense. That was in, that was in Smock Alley back in, God, it must have been, it was Sarcina seen Hertz, when's that? That's February or March, I think. And that was intense because I'd never done yeah. different people on stage. So when you're switching from like a really young girl to a grown man, to the wife, to a ghost, to myself as a person, like, oh my God, it was intense. But the director I've been working with is um, called Larissa and she's class. She's absolutely class. And she knows so much about Samuel Beckett that she's just like, she'd tell you what he had for breakfast. Like it's class. <laughs> <laughs> so I'd never, I'd never got to work with someone We've done two, we are the last two shows I've done about her. And we've ever got to work with someone just so we just click. Like she'd be like, do something like this. And then the second she says it, I'm like, yeah, that's that's all right, I get it. Yeah. So it's it's but it's I think that's how we kind of get on to get to such tough work though. Yeah. But yeah, but I can't say like saying I enjoyed those shows would be a bit weird because they were on some really tough shit. But I, I learned so much mm. from them. I got so much out of it. But I was like, oh my God, I was so intense. And I also, I had whooping cough at the same time we're doing like the biggest, like Smock Alley. Smock Alley is a big deal to me. It's a big deal to, I'd say a lot of people. So like having a one more show at Smock Alley, I was shit bricks. And I got whooping cough mm. in November and I had it till April. And obviously everyone thought it was the cabbage, but it wasn't because I had it for eight months. So I had the worst cough in my life. Like I lost, I think I lost like five kilos the week of the show because I was oh, coughing stop. so much and I couldn't eat it and I was so tired. Oh, so I looked thing. so rough going into this show. Like I, I was and how to, did you not cough on stage? I have no idea. I had to. I just had to practice it because I did all the rehearsals while having a really bad cough. So mm. I just had to be able to hold in the chokes because the dialogue was quite. It was really mouthy for an hour. Like it was really mouthy, really quick. So I don't yeah. know how I did. I just had to turn off the coughing for an hour. But like my lungs were in bits. Like I was coughing up blood for the show. Yeah. Like that's not cute. That's not cute. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I'm sure there's nothing oh. you can do. I don't I remember you're asking me the show I enjoyed the most being involved in I did enjoy that but it was just it was a trying time yeah I suppose that's the thing with like doing a show like you love it and you love parts of it but it's still a slog you know it's a lot it's a lot in your brain I think it's a lot in your yeah. body as well I would have been kind of going I was building up to it in the gym quite a lot because I knew it was an error on my feet a lot of climbing a lot of lepping around the place you're an absolute hero I was just it just takes a lot but sure you know why like it takes a lot out of you especially oh, one yeah. woman stuff like because I did I stuff think... like duologues and stuff but one woman takes it out of you a lot yeah no I've never I've never done one woman now but I can imagine it's because you have no one to bounce off no yeah I suppose if you have props you can bounce off the props <laughs> I, I had a suitcase but... full of compost that's what my prop was bounced <laughs> off it's literally that's like lovely. fucking suitcase full of compost yeah gas that's and lovely then, um, would... yeah Brendan Phillips was there you know our darling friend Bren oh my god he no was there way. in the front row and I was just like I felt really bad because obviously I was very in character very in the scary girl you know and god yeah. like sometimes you need someone to throw the really creepy lines that's the day before I had my dad so I threw all the scary lines of my dad to fuck with him a bit like there's really I'm, I'm not gonna quote script directly but like what were some of the lines like I'm playing a pedophile so he's describing how he's doing horrible things this really young girl so it's tough fuck. So the only way I could kind of settle it was there's some lines that are kind of funny, but they're also really creepy. So yeah. I, I, you know me, I like to fuck with people as much as I can. So I was like, I'm yeah. going to throw all these lines at Bren. But Bren is class. He's such a hero. He's also an actor, also like a film person. He looked me dead in the eye and he was like, I'm with you. You say these scary mm. lines. So class, like. Yeah. yeah. Now I'm looking back, I was like, it's such a good show. But oh my God, took it out of me. It's funny, isn't it, when you yeah. when you're like when you pick a person and you you're throwing things at them. I I always think it's so interesting what they give back to you. Yeah. Like, 
I remember making eye contact with my mom one night and she I think she would be a great actor because she just she kind of like smiled and nodded at me as if like we were just having a chat I love that you, yeah sometimes you need that though and then and then other times like I, I remember for Grim Tales in February I was a little bird Cute. running around and I hopped up on a seat and I was singing at them like big musical cheesy yeah. singing, big smiles and I was looking around and singing at all of them and having a great time. And some of them just like dead. Like, no, have a sing song. I think that's a challenge. And I don't mind. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And that, so I don't mind like, you know, like. I kind of like those people. That. No, no, because mm. then you're like, I'm going to get your attention. You're going to look at me whether you like it or not. <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah. Oh, it's so, it's so empowering. It it's is. So, yeah. It's so empowering. I think, I think we connected over this uh, through our many voice messages this week. Mm-hmm. in which like I think because we're both youngest childs of the childs family is, yeah we fucking love being listened to <laughs> <laughs> yeah absolutely I, I remember like being small and I want to say something I have to I have, I have something to say Every, everyone listen to Molly now Molly has something to say Shh, so like sh- listen to Molly yeah exactly yeah and I stand up on the Wished. table I like this film with Barbie in it. <laughs> <laughs> I want to sing like a bird. Aww. Yeah. Can't cope. Yeah, so I think, because especially if I get interrupted. Now, I know, like, people get, like, excited and people, like, talk mm-hmm. over one another. That's totally grand. But, like, it, depending on the person and depending on, like, what I'm being interrupted. Yeah. But, no, depending on, like, if I'm saying, like, if I feel like I'm saying something important or valuable and someone just, like, talks right over me as if, like, I'm not there, I get so fucking angry. Mm-hmm. Or if it's some, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be blunt, if it's someone of the opposite gender that may not be yeah. as considerate as women, I'm like, hold on. Totally. Hold on there yeah. now. Yeah. No, I can get really thick. That's fair. <laughs> I'm yeah. with you. What's the best play you've ever read slash seen? You don't have to give me the arty red answer. I want your scene. I want your genuine answer. You can give me two plays. Oh god. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um uh, the arty uh, answer is Ibsen's a dollhouse. <laughs> oh no, I can fuck it off. I don't know. Nor is great. She is. Um I do you remember when we went to see the children in the gate? Yeah. That was such a like, fun night. Like, because this this play is, like, popping into my head first. So I think I'm just going to go with the mm-hmm. first thing that pops into my head. Um, I'm, like, I think that's the first play I've seen. First and only play I've seen so far that is dealing with climate change. Yeah. And dealing the first with it one for in me as well, yeah. an interesting way. And I'm actually raging that I didn't do my thesis on climate change in theatre because I think it could it's such a it's such an existential thing yeah and theatre is all about existentialism so I'm surprised that there isn't more on that um now like someone's gonna come to me now and be like there actually is Here's uh, which is great which is fine <laughs> <laughs> I'll read but, it um, there was a moment in the play where there's so much going on between those three characters mm-hmm. so much drama it's so great but there's this one moment when the three of them I think they get a bit drunk and they're like, do you remember you came up for the dance to that song? Yeah. I suppose, no, I, I'm not showing you the dance now. I, I'm crossing you. I'm not, I'm not dancing. And they were like, come on and show us the dance. And she goes, fine. Okay, I will. <laughs> <laughs> Marie Mullen thrusts herself to the front of the stage. Absolutely. Starts dancing. And she's dancing really proper. She's like, these oh, are yeah. the You have to do them just like me. And the other two exactly. are just like, hey. And the song was, this must be the place by Talking Heads, which is one of my yes. favorite songs ever. And I don't know what did you see, but I just cried. 
tears I remember out. I think we both cried because it was such a I think we was, looked at each other and we both looked at each other and a single a single tear <laughs> absolutely because it was it was a really good play but it was also some of it was tough because yeah. you're like it is kind of the end totally. of the road in some ways like well we didn't and this was, is last year but yeah it was very Chernobyl in that yeah. there was like the, the air was full of radiation they couldn't go outside and one fella turned out that he was going outside to look after the cows and the cows were yeah. all dead um and it was all very grim and the whole thing basically was that what they were all three elderly people and one of them was coming to visit the other two mm-hmm. who were married and it was just like we have to go back to the factory and fix this because it's down to us we are the ones who put the world in a shit place yep and young people shouldn't be um risking their lives to do clean up rms and it was just huge it was huge it was, huge. But it was, it was set in the kitchen yeah but it was huge it was that yeah, show so really that hit was... us like a ton of bricks like it absolutely did yeah. well, there was also our little two yeah. cups of tea in china cups like we're gonna live our lives that was our last date night which was god knows when i know stop i love the gate it's a lovely I spot love the gate. do you remember your man was it was it i can't remember now was it when i saw hamlet or the children but your man given the um you know turn off your phones these are the emergency exits yeah, yeah, yeah. he was he gave out to someone he was like i see you on your phone oh yeah put it away <laughs> yeah. i love announcement like that because they're so on the ball you yeah. want about that because it's normally the boring one like yeah hey, turn your phones mm. off blah, blah, blah. it's like no call someone out because there's always someone in the back who's still texting before they turn it off like come yeah. on I remember me, Tomas and Rue did, um, understanding Marcus, did a snippet of a play once for something happening in Roscommon and um, someone's phone went off and he answered it. <laughs> now it wasn't during our thing, it was during someone else who was on before us. Went, Hello, no, I can't, I can't talk now. Oh, is it? <laughs> About a five or 10 second conversation, but I remember just the, the two lads just shaking their heads and they're very gruff masculine yeah and you were just like what oh gosh tell me about your name oh I wasn't expecting this one would you want like my full <clears throat> give you my full name my full <laughs> entire title is Misha Star Rose Fitzgibbon there oh, you are I have Rose in my name as well I know that's why we're in love <laughs> <laughs> so cute <laughs> and I'll take it through each title shall I yeah. so um my first name obviously Misha uh Misha Starr actually it's a kind of a conjoint name because my parents are extra well my, I was in the hospital with mom for a few days obviously I was, I was only small so I didn't have a name so I was just the second child because I have an older sister Lauren I was just the second child for a few days and then I think one of my dad's friends was like what about Misha and I was like, that'll do. And because my dad got to go all out and naming my sister Lauren, Lauren Blue, after the aftershave rock, Lauren Blue. Mam was like, <laughs> Mam was like, I am naming this second child. I've had enough torture. I'm going to name this child. So then she was like, Misha yeah. Stair. So that's it. And then Rose is my com- confirmation name. Love a bit of Catholic oppression. Dad. After my <laughs> Nana, who had loads of roses, which is very cute. And then Fitzgibbon's my last name. Tada! Fitz is son of, so yeah. you're the son of Gibbon. Who's Gibbon? I have no idea, <laughs> but I'd love to meet him. <laughs> oh, that's brilliant! So I think I think we've given listeners like a little flavour of what we're like. Mm-hmm. Um, you know who we are, maybe. You know who we are. I suppose like we'll set up the Instagram now, and people can chat to us. Maybe mm-hmm. ask them their own questions. We do have an um, email address. It's infairnesspod at gmail.com. Look at me getting all the little getting little little name drops in. I love I just, that. I just class. <laughs> <laughs> I love that so yeah as you can gather we're just two very artsy 
gals in their early 20s trying to figure out the world we love animals we love music and yeah that's 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 the that's the gist of it anyways that's the guts of it that's all the razzle dazzle for today um i suppose we should tell listeners as well that we will hopefully be able to do podcasts in the same room soon that would be nice or at least improve like the audio quality of this once i fucking pull my finger out and get a microphone we are on zoom <laughs> for the record if anyone's like why don't they sound like they're yeah. together it's because we're not why, do, why is molly a robot oh good night good luck and god Great. bless god bless everyone bye 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 b